Here I am, boy cried wolf, and I know I've lied in the past. But last night I saw his yellow eyes shining in the dark. Yeah, I know I spawn tales with his voice, and I open my mouth too fast. But last night I saw his footprints in the path. Well, I could swim every sea from South Pole to North, but I know I'll only ever be boy crying. Well, that's an appropriate song to start our podcast off today. That's uh, "Passenger" with the boy who cried wolf. Hi, I'm Brett Sasso with another podcast of our show, Live to 100. Joining me today in our podcast studio is Josh Brettmeyer, Brian Nicolazen, and this time we have our uh, CFO, Danielle Carlson Murphy's here. And uh, this may be a, a good podcast for her to chime in because we're going to be talking about the boy who cried wolf, uh, Aesop's fable. So anyhow, the idea of uh, the boy who cried wolf is, is kind of the theme today. So this episode is going to be called, What If It Is a Wolf? And think about that for a minute. So if if everyone isn't familiar with the storybook, Danielle, tell us Aesop's fable. What, what was the basis of the story? Um, I'm not familiar. Well, that's why your daughter <laughs> flunked out of nursery school. <laughs> um, all right. Does anybody want to take a shot at Aesop's fable? I'll go for it, guys. Go ahead. Okay. Josh here. Um, the whole story is about, you know, a boy who kept running out saying that there a wolf was going to be coming. A wolf was going to be coming. And there was, I believe, sheep down at the bottom. And uh, while the wolf never came, the wolf never came. So people stopped believing him. And then one day when everybody stopped believing um, the boy, the wolf came down and ate all the wolf, ate all the sheep. I had a great lunch. So it's, it's pretty apropos, right? So the idea yeah. is we've been listening to a whole bunch of boys crying wolf when it comes to these markets and what's been going on. And, you know, here we are on uh, February 28th today. 20, yes, 27th. Yeah. 27th. February 27th. We've been watching a, a, masses, a massive exodus from the markets because of, supposedly because of uh, coronavirus. But not everybody's of that opinion. I was listening to uh, Mornings with Maria this morning, and there was a gentleman on named Douglas Ramsey, and it, what Douglas shared with the audience, I, I felt was the most in line with what we talk about here. And it, it's a question of whether Corona is really the wolf or is it just a little pin that made a little hole in a gigantic bubble? And that's what I want to kind of talk about today. And, and we're going to kind of go around the horn here and get an opinion on, uh, is it a boy cried wolf or is it a wolf? Brian. Yeah. Well, and, just to go back, if, if anyone has not listened to our last podcast, uh, we interviewed a, a gentleman named Jimmy Morrison, uh, who was the producer of a uh, the bubble, the documentary about uh, the 2008 financial bubble uh, that ended in the real estate uh, you know, crash. Well, it even went back before that. It actually right. started with the 2000 bubble, yeah. which created economic policies that actually fostered potentially yeah. or arguably the yeah, 2008 and, and bubble. Particular 
particularly, uh, you know, cheap money, low interest rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the money was directed into real estate for, in 2008. And that resulted in the, the cr- crash correction that we all you know, are very aware of. Uh, but post 2008, we've been experiencing another bubble. And this one, uh, not as directly um, directed towards real estate, but also equities. And so the equity markets, the stock market has been uh, overvalued in many cases, um, but just on fire uh, with, you know, especially since the election of Donald Trump, we've seen even a boost on top of, of the bubble that we already had. So we've had this tremendous buildup uh, of this bubble. And I, I agree with you completely, Brett. We've seen a lot of headline news, uh, especially over the last year or two, uh, whether it be impeachment or, you know, Iran or you name it, all this headline well, QE, news. right? So when they right. did the QE tightening, which was something that we all believe was was uh, appropriate right. at the, the time. end of 2018. It, it, it was a boy who cried wolf or, or was it a wolf, right? So well, we, we don't even know. It, it could have been a wolf, I guess. But, uh, but, but we don't know because they, they it, quickly, the villagers came to the rescue. Right. Yeah, the Federal Reserve came to the rescue in Correct. that case. and um, Killed the wolf. Right, killed the wolf. Stopped the QE. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I think it just that, pushed that, the wolf back a little bit, and he was still ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, and that's the headline news. I don't know that it was directly impacting um, markets. And so, you know, you kind of had to put it all together before you said, oh, this will affect a company. And I think maybe what made this coronavirus needle, if you will, to pop the bubble, what made it extra sharp was that at least there's a little correlation to companies, right? I mean, companies are going to be affected. Their supply chain in China is, is affected. So even if it's not major, which it probably won't be, hopefully. Well, let's face it. We, we're talking about less than 3,000 people dying worldwide, a little over 80,000 people infected. Um, granted, that's a higher ratio than the flu. There's right, people a, out there trying to say it's the same as the flu. It's not. It's worse. More people correct. are dying. But we don't know where the, the the high end of that bubble is inside of who's dying. Are these aging, older people in Wuhan? I think it is or, primarily. You know, is it the 25-year-old executive at the Wuhan factory that's dying? Who's really dying? And I think we, I think we can all hope that, um, you know, the, the rates, the mortality rates are actually lower. Hopefully, there's more cases, which would make the rates But is it really, Danielle, is it really corona? Is corona what's making people, is it really responsible for the markets going down? Is corona the reason that this is happening? Or is it a a catalyst? Yeah, scapegoat. Scapegoat? It's an interesting way of looking at it. It's, uh, so in your opinion, is corona coming to New York City? Yes. It is coming to New York City. It is coming to New York City. That's very important. So I want to log that in. Josh, Corona coming to New York City. Absolutely. It's probably already here. Ooh, that's pretty, pretty. I I agree with Josh on that one. By the way, I don't think they're testing. Can we all cancel my appointments in New York City next week? In fact, my my daughter called me last night in a panic because the whole college campus. So panic. And she's in a panic. Fear. There's a fear. All right. So so our needles are needles made out of panic and fear. Let's Mm -hmm. start with that. Yeah. Emotion. Okay. So a needle in this analogy of this Aesop's fable. So the needle is, is really is really the wolf. Right. So the needle is what could make the bubble pop. Now, we all know if you're with a hot air balloon, right? I went up to the great uh, balloon festival in, in Rhinebeck, New York this year. And by the way, if you've never gone to a balloon festival, I strongly suggest a Rhinebeck, Rhinebeck Balloon Festival. Yes, it's an alliteration of bees, Danielle. Um, 
fascinating. But imagine a pin, a knife, a machete. What's going to make a hot air balloon come down? Not much, right? The whole top is open. They just pull those little flappers to make the balloons come down. So if the if the the wolf is the pin, and you guys are saying Corona's coming to New York City, yeah, that, that I th- I that's a freak agree. out, right? I think it's in New York. How many people will die? I want an opinion. I'm looking for opinions here. How many people are going to die in New York City? I want to say... 10? I'm thinking 1,500. I don't know. All what right, let's go with 1,500. Head, but... Brian, how many people die in New York City? I really don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to. I don't want to make. Yeah. Josh, how many, how many people die in New York City? I don't know. I watched I Am Legend. I'm pretty freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we don't want to watch tonight. By the way, do not watch I Am Legend tonight if you think it's coming to New York City. No, um, but in all in all seriousness, uh, though, when it comes to there's just a people are just looking for a reason. You know, I I was texting my buddy because we both have visa and we. You know, joking kid, and I said the same thing to you, and you said the same thing to me. You know, you should have sold out at two ten. He said the same thing to me, and he goes, "Yeah, well, the markets have just been waiting for a, a correction." That's exactly what Douglas Ramsey said this morning, and that's why we're talking about catalysts. We're talking about the pin. I I don't believe more than ten people will die in New York City. Now, obviously, this hmm. is going to be archived and it'll be looked back, but I really don't believe that. That I think the fear has been magnified because it's it's everywhere right yeah. it's it's kind of like how did it show up in northern california yesterday how did it get to italy how many people died in italy well you know there's there's a lot of things here that we have to be concerned about so more importantly the market's given up what about almost 2000 points on the dow yeah yeah well let's go percentages cuz then it's equal to the I s&p think it's, well the s&p i thought was down 10% so it's between 8 and 10% more. maybe 8% on the dow that's massive, by the way. That that's enormous. Huge move in three days. For three days, it's enormous, especially given the numbers that we're talking about. And the day's not over, and the day's not over. So, I, I, at last check, we were we were uh, off our bottoms, and we were about two two something down. You want to here's your question, it? guys. Here's your next question, right? And this is all going to come to a head. What happens? And again, Josh, this goes to our conversation earlier this morning. And Brian, we also had a similar conversation. We're having clients calling us. What do we do? Hey, guys, we've said this since day one. This is not the place to call about how your equities work. We are staunch advocates for having a three-pillar plan. Yes, everyone should have a little market exposure. It's okay. There's a lot of opportunity there. But if you're listening to this program and you're a baby boomer and you're trying to keep your money uh, you should have been heeding this, but it's only potentially, and that's my next question, it's potentially just a boy crying wolf. Now, you guys just said it's a wolf. It comes to New York City. Where does the stock market go from there, Brian? How many more percentage points can we expect? Your opinion, of course. When the market makers uh, at the exchange are working from home. Or they can't get home. Or they, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a shutdown. They'll eat 10%. each other down there, those monsters. 10, 10% in <laughs> one day shutdown. 10% one day. Massive. That's massive. That's huge. I agree, by the way. If it hits the center of the world commerce, we are looking at a potential free-for-all. How glad are you guys that you're not managing somebody's money right now? Oh, yeah. It, we, we've been debating this, and I've been having fun with you guys because I remember 2008 intimately, and I could remember 2000 uh, in the pocketbook, but 
you guys are now, for the first time since I've been talking like this, you're actually paralyzed with not having the answer. And Brian, you usually have the answer, but I hit you the other night. You have a client coming in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This client is retiring early now based on our blueprints. Next week. He's retiring next week. Uh, he was going to retire in June this year. He, he well, moved even that prior ahead. to that, he was going to retire four years from now. All right, he's going to walk in tomorrow and say, Brian, what do I do? Oh, it's going to be his first question. First question. Now, Brian is going to be put in a position. Brian's not the money manager. We had said to him, his first name is Joe. I'm only going to say his first name. We, he was going to say, hey, Joe, you know, we, we wanted you to have yourself a little bit better diversified. You have way too much exposure to equity at, in your 60s. Um, and we don't manage money. I have a good answer for it. I'm going to take my putt-putt thing that's in my office. I'm going to put a golf ball out. <laughs> if I don't hit it in, he gets out of the market. Well, it might as well be as as, as simplistic as that. Right. Because here's what happens. If Brian gives him advice tomorrow to get out, and it is a boy crying wolf, he's to blame. He's going to capitalize and make that loss happen. And then what happens? If he's out of the market, how does he get back in, Brian? What happens if the market goes back up? Do you tell them to get back in? What do you do? I mean, it, it, folks, if you're listening to this program, this is exactly what well, happens. I think, I think the answer is with what we do and our recommendations, if he does get out of the markets and the markets go up, it's okay. But, Josh, more people are listening to this podcast than who have followed our recommendations. I mean, there's dozens that are sitting around looking at our recommendations every day. They've got the blueprints hanging on the back of their door, and, and they're like, oh, my God, what do I do now? I'm not taking those calls. I never went into this to give investment advice. I don't know the answer. But I can tell you, if it hits New York, everyone's going to look back to this day and say, I should have got out when the market was only down 200, 300, 400 points. The problem is the disposition effect, guys. Go back, listen to the radio show last year. Well, I'll add to this with that, because when the markets are good, do you remember the last time the market was up 1,000 points? Never. You don't, you don't, I don't think, think it, it was. It I don't think it's was, ever right? done 1,000 points in a day. I, I don't believe so. Even 800, I, I can't remember when it was, or 500, but I... Do remember every time it's down 500, 1,000. It, it literally could take three or four months to gain what it's lost because it. you're right, Josh. It doesn't come back as fast as it falls. Gravity's far more powerful than lift, right? So um, when we have this issue, we don't know when it's going to come back. But we have to be prepared to help our clients who are at, looking for us to give advice. So here's how we like to talk about it here. Number one, think of it as a timeline. Don't think of it as money. It never was your money. What was our our estimate? Three trillion. Yeah, no, yeah. Three, estimate of, of three trillion has evaporated. Three trillion of what, Brian? Dollars or Valuation. fantasy or paper? <laughs> paper value. Crap! It was not money. It wasn't somebody's profit. It's not your profit till you keep it. You're just put points. it in your pocket. <laughs> Other points, but it vanished. So if it wasn't yours and it wasn't in your pocket, what are you actually losing? What's the real asset you're losing when the market goes down like this? Time. Time. Perfect. Good answer. Mm. Uh, time. So, Danielle, just to let you know that, you know, people who have their 401ks right now, if if they're looking at going back to what's the date? We looked this up well, earlier. Yesterday was they were back to December 10th. I believe they're back to October now. Now, that doesn't mean it. Well, now, if you're retired and your money's sitting in the market, all of it or a large portion of it, you just went back on time. Not so bad. But if you're contributing if you're doing a catch-up, if you've been putting money into a 401k, which we we are staunchly against that. We we tell people, Unless do there's not. A 
Unless there's a match. Of course. If there's a match, then I would, well, to be honest, if I took the match, I would take the match and I put it in a money market and I doubled my money. That's Correct. our recommendation. Yep. You don't have to take your dollars and put them in the market. No one should be putting them into the market right now. The valuations are sick. They're out, outrageous. And again, if anybody can go find uh, the, the appearance of Doug Ramsey on, on Mornings with Maria on February 27th, to eight, Eighth, twenty seventh. This morning is this morning seventh. We all have these great phones in that one. The twenty seventh. So mornings with Maria. His name was Douglas Ramsey. He and today is February twenty seventh, and I believe it was around six thirty to quarter to seven in the morning. Listen to that man. His words resonated perfectly with what's going on. He said, "Guys, Corona's going to go away. Maybe it does come to New York." Um. No matter what, our scientists around the world, we have the World Health Organization on this thing. We have the CDC on this thing. We have colleges. We have geniuses on this. It will get corrected. So is it really a wolf? Or is it really the catalyst to expose the underlying problem, which is we bought a market up so damn high. We're looking at companies trading at 40 times their earnings it doesn't make sense. And I think everybody was just waiting for the first person to jump. And Corona's the pin. It's a great excuse. Yeah. And it's with, a great scapegoat, as Danielle says. Yeah. For, it's, yeah. a, it's the right. And social media work. is making it well, even more. Extreme. Oh, it's everywhere. Well, Social media. And as I was talking to Brian, Amazon and my daughter actually said the same thing. They're out of the masks. Yep. Well, now the, yeah, the government, mask. the government's starting to say we may have to start yeah. confiscating masks and driving them into the hospitals that can't get. I was them. talking to Mark. He goes, they were seventeen dollars last week to try to buy them. Now they're over a hundred dollars. Well, that's mask. a good old capitalism, yeah. uh, capitalism well, fleecing. And people. actually, it, um, my uh, you know mom is a dental hygienist, and I was just speaking with her yesterday. And uh, normally in dental hygiene, you. A new mask every patient. Yeah. They're actually limiting right now. The dentist's office are not allowed to buy more than a certain amount of masks. Oh, crap. They're not allowed to buy the, the top-end masks that they like to buy. And so they actually have to use one mask for the morning, let's, one mask for the Let's hope they don't do that. So, that's, that's so eight, what? this $8 billion that yeah. the government needs, what are they going to do with that $8 billion? Well, I think it was two, two something billion, two and a half billion. Yeah, he's that, probably going to get more, I think, right? Well, again, gonna make what more the hell are they going to do with it? Make more masks, well, exactly. What about the hospitals? By the way, they're, they're I'm, I'm a little freaked there. out that if all I right. go to the dentist, they use the same cause. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, think about that one. So, <laughs> That's funny. No, it's terrible. <laughs> they don't use it. So, yeah, so uh, the U.S. is getting ready. And, I, and, and, you know, we understand sure. that because the president doesn't have the ability to just go print money. But what they're doing, I think, is, is smart. They are putting together a war chest of, chest of money, $2.5 billion, I think it was last I heard. Yeah. Um, the president didn't think he needs that much, but he said, we'll take it. I mean, that's kind of the theme in Washington anyway. We'll take it. Uh, but I think that was a good move. But the question is, can you actually put that back in, or is it like a 401k? Can they actually put the money back into the, let's see, where the hell do they put it? There is no money. So then where are they getting it from in the first place? So they're just giving the ability to just fabricate just another $2.5 billion. Reallocating it to the mask-making companies. I right, hope. but eventually they'll be in somebody's checkbook in Washington. It'll get spent. Right. Um, it also shows it our reliance on you know countries like China. You know, that make mm. a lot of the, you, you were talking about toys today. 
Uh, the bubble wrap. Now I'm afraid to pop that. So yeah, that, thank you, by Brian. the way, that was one thing I read that uh, you don't want to pop the bubbles in the bubble wrap that were manufactured oh, in China because oh, the air actually contains. The and I heard and somebody stuff. speaking about the toys for Easter that are coming across. They're all sitting on these great big freighters all over the earth, right? So they've got freighters out in the Pacific, freighters that came through the Panama Canal. They're all sit- filled with these toys made in China. Danielle, you getting your daughter the new Yoda? No. Because, you know, if you squeeze the bottom of those little squeezy things, air come out, right? So you don't want to aspirate with one of those, I guess, right? So um, I want to drive back again to last year in in our live series of the radio show that we did. And we talked about the disposition effect in a show. And this is absolutely happening in real time. And it happened to you guys. That's what I thought was really interesting. When I asked each one of you, what would you do? You both... You two guys here, and Danielle, we didn't talk about it, but I'm happy to. Um, what do you do? You came to a paralysis. Josh talks about Visa daily. So Visa, what do you do, Josh? Do you, do you get out now? Are you really willing to take a loss of 20 bucks a share? Uh, what do you do? Well, it's, how 30, it's $30 right now. But, um, but how, how badly you know, my, does that 30 bucks hurt right now? It's fifteen. Driving plus, you crazy. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a good amount so, of money. So, but the idea is that you know potentially it wouldn't hurt if I did a stop loss at X dollars. Well, you got to remember. It hurt. But wait a minute. Holy cow! What happens when a stop loss only happens when there's a buyer of the stock? There's buyers out there for it. Sure. But you know, at the end of the day, pandemics it's not, are good for that. For me, it's it's different than our clientele. You know, and it was one no, of but the it's, things. it's not it's not about you personally. It's about the psychology of it. How do you feel? Is that thir- was that I'm thirty paralyzed. bucks yours? That's the answer. I'm paralyzed. But from was it. the thirty dollars your money? No. Was it your money? Yeah. In his head. In yes. my head. Yes. Yes, it, it, it was. was. That's psychology, guys. It lives. I in want our that heads. money back. By the way, you want that money back? Bang! So there we go. So now we got a whole bunch of people all over the country, all over the world that are all saying the same thing. I want that money back. We talked to a client yesterday. I forget where she was in Texas, I think. And she said, this Corona thing is bullshit. That's what she said. She goes, it's all bullshit. And I said, well, I just asked you three if you thought it was coming to New York City. And definitively, you each said with a conviction, it's coming to New York City. And Danielle killed off half of Manhattan, right? So <laughs> 1,500 people an hour died. Yeah, no, no. And I don't know. And I shouldn't make fun of this because no, this could be a really tragic news story in yeah. a couple of weeks. But what is she what it happens to her? Right. So she ignores this. She thinks it's bullshit. You know, that's what her word was. And I just said to myself, my God, how how insane are people that rationalize risk? You know what? And and it's it's not it's not bullshit because it's. The markets, particularly the stock market, is based on psychology. Of course it's, it is. It's nothing but feelings. So it's feelings all, yeah, of it's fear are absolutely real. That's not bullshit. 100%. People are scared. So that is real. And the effects on, on the pricing of the stock market is a direct correlation. So it is absolutely real. It's not bullshit. Now, here's, is, the, here's the other thing that I, I was arguing with the other day. And I think it was actually today as well. I had it on a call with, with one of the, the meetings you guys dropped me in on. The uh, it's the history of the stock market. I keep hearing this all the time. And I have to sometimes tell people I am older than the modern stock market. The modern stock market was born 
in 19, let's say, 82. Nah, no, people weren't doing it yet. They got into it in the 80s, right? right. Reagan made it really yeah. popular. Everybody started going Early into 80s, yeah. the 401k, and then all the companies said, wow, if we can get rid of pensions, we're going to make a right. lot of money. And that was a turning point. That's the modern-day stock market. I was out of high school. Okay, so I, I, I could have consummated that market. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't born yet. So obviously you couldn't have done it, but you weren't born yet. Funny, Josh. It's a little scary. Well, so says Danielle. I know you're not that old yet, Danielle. Um, but you remember the time, too. You're older than the modern-day stock market. We were adults. So when I hear somebody talking about history, that's as old as my oldest class reunion. Like, what are you talking about? Right. What makes you think that this stock market is ever going to go back to where it is today? It's A company is selling. Understand this. A company today, on average, is selling between 30 times its current earnings and 150 times its earnings. Think about it. That means that a company that you own in your, you know, in your mutual fund that you don't know about, that you own, and you have probably tons of them, their price that you paid for it when you bought it, if you bought it in this calendar year, you paid between 30 and 150 times what and, it's able to earn. And by the way, I, I actually love uh, both Brett and Danielle, both of your perspective on this, because both of you have been entrepreneurs your whole lives and you've built, sold businesses, right? And so in the regular world, right, in, in the real world of building small businesses, uh, how much do you get to sell your business for? You, if you get five to eight times your earnings <laughs> yeah. in a real logical right. Um, you know, venture you, capital you type way, and then you get five times your your earnings potential right. of your company, and and those are companies that really have a shot, right? Right. When you're buying something that's already matured, and there's plenty of them out there that are already matured. Uh, Amazon, they're trying to reinvent Amazon because they feel like they've they've hit their max. Right. So what do they do now? They're going to take on FedEx. I was down in Florida. I saw more Amazon Prime delivery vehicles than I saw FedEx vehicles. Same. I just saw. It. So many of them. Down They're all there. down there. It's like, okay, so what's going to keep FedEx in business? Real estate. They're looking at real estate. Point is, Selling. their model has matured, yeah. and so their stock is trading things. at 140 at times or something it's earning. Somebody looked that up. I'm not sure. I don't want to quote bad stuff here, but what, what's the uh, PE on Amazon right now? Um, we'll look that up while we're talking. So we're, we're about 26 minutes into the podcast, and this was a uh, ad hoc podcast. We threw this together. Um, I found it very appropriate to bring out Aesop's fables here and talk about the boy who cried wolf because I really believe we're all going to be facing with that. We now believe everything is a boy crying wolf. Corona hits New York City. It's a wolf. Oh, 83 mm -hmm. Times? Times it's earning. All right. So, hey, if you're lucky enough to have the FANG stocks and Amazon is your prize FANG, you are buying it at 83 times its earnings ability right now. Do you want another it one? It has to grow its earnings 83 times Apple. to be worth what you just paid for. Think about it, guys. That's a big That's thing. That's huge. Tesla doesn't thing. even show theirs. Yeah, I was going to say. Because they haven't Tesla. made a profit <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to make an earnings first. <laughs> Is that a negative number? Yeah, yeah. look up Uber. <laughs> Uber, you have to, I don't even know. How do you do it when it's negative? Yeah. It's just zero. There's no earnings Per share. They, it's silly. And people own this stuff and their retirement's in on it. Everybody's turned into a cowboy walking into a casino these days. And casinos are beautiful places and they make a lot of money. So does Wall Street. 
only there are no warnings. There, there is no door outside. There's no uh, number to dial if you think you've got a Wall Street addiction. There's been warnings. That's the thing. Well, the warnings are, again, boy who cries wolf. You're right. How do you take them seriously? When you, you, and, and when you're in this world of, you know, you, you're comparing yourself to other people, you know, colleagues and, and friends who maybe they hit it lucky, you always want to be just as good, right? You don't want to be the guy that missed out on the market. You know, we have clients that got out of the markets in 2017, you know, 2018, and they never got back in. But they don't regret it. No, they don't. Because no. they they're don't some of our believe. happiest clients, mm-hmm. by yeah. the way. Right. They, they yeah. don't believe that what's been going on is real. And they're the I ones said traveling. the other day, I said the other day, we're going to lose between seven and, and $10 trillion in the markets. It's just going to vanish. It doesn't exist, guys. It's not real. It's not real money. It's a piece of paper. It's a statement. It has a number on it. So try to convert that. Go and if, if you want to check it out, take the Dow, go look online and, and pull up a, an interactive chart of the Dow and dial it back a year. Look at it from a year, actually two years or three years, I think is what the next step is. Then what I'd like you to do is take the cursor and follow the line backwards until you hit the close of the market today. What that's telling you is how far back you just went in time. It was never your money. It was only your money if you sold out of your position. It wouldn't have been your money if you didn't have the position. But because you're back, you didn't lose the money, you lost time. And it's a little bit easier for us to understand time than it is to understand, you know, a million dollars. It's just not something people can can really put their arms around. So when when we're thinking about this, and, and if you have that question, if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for what's it at, Josh? It's almost down 700 points. Today. So, so this now, what's been the what's the range been today? It looks like a lightning strike. It looks like a desert lightning strike. It's been all over the place since this morning. I've been watching it since about three o'clock because I woke up early this morning after being here till ten o'clock last night editing. So this thing, it, it actually that looks like almost a year, <laughs> and it's it's in a day. That's the volatility just today. It's insane, guys. So listen, don't call us if you want advice. We're going to sit here and have the same confusion you have. You need a really arrogant person who doesn't care about you to give you advice right now. Because whatever they give you, it's only 50% right or wrong. If if it lands in New York City, you're going to watch a big bloodbath. It will be a wolf. If it's like the president suggests that this is going to slowly start to just evaporate and go away and... and uh, and uh, Brian, you did a little research today. Where does the flu go? That was a great question, by yeah. the way. Brian comes in and he goes, hey, hey, where does the flu go the rest of the year? We're like, <laughs> where, the, where the hell does the flu go? Does it go inside trees? Where does it go? It just moves around it just the moves planet. It moves around the world. You know, goes to colder places, goes People to the southern hemisphere. It just um, waits and does, and then, you know, birds migrate. Yeah, it's, it's it over where the, it's cold. And it's at the flu gym. It's pumping up and getting ready to come back <laughs> right. next year. It actually is. It's, a, it's, in a, it's in a different part of the world mutating and turning into a new virus right. for the next year that the vaccines don't work for. So two viruses walk into a bar. No, but what happens if Corona and flu decide that they're going to get together and no, make not. a new little flu bug, you know? <laughs> But how many times are we going to go through this and, and how many pins can the balloon take? So, guys, I don't believe it's Corona. I believe that this is fear. It's I think the fear is the overvaluation of the markets. I think there's still time to be intelligent. It's OK to go to money markets. My suggestion would be step out of the elevator. 
Yes, you're down a couple floors. You were Maybe, at the top floor, but you weren't at the, at the top of the you're building. Gonna, you're going to see a pop on Friday, which is tomorrow, just for the fact of more money is being dumped on 401ks, yep. right? I was actually just looking while we were sitting here. Almost every Friday, it just goes up a little bit. Just gives you a little bit more hope. Yeah, and, and that is a good point, Josh, is... The other thing that I heard is that the majority of what's making up the market, Brian, you told me that the Dow is worth how much money? If you took the Dow, $30 trillion? The New York Stock Exchange. All the New York, York Stock, Stock Exchange. Oh, all the whole thing. Yeah, the and how much of it was made up of 401k? It's about half. About $15 trillion out of the $30 trillion is made up of so, deferred so savings. So the little retirement individual account. retirement account is propping up more than half mm-hmm. of the New York Stock Exchange. Scary. Yeah, how's your advisor doing? Did he call mm. you today and tell you what's going on? Listen, folks, just be smart. It's okay to get out of the elevator. You're just losing time. You're not losing money. It wasn't your money. On the piece of paper, just throw that last statement away if you need to, or go back to the statement where you are today. Best advice, if you got the match, take the match. Put the money into a money market for now. Let's wait out this through the election. Let's not be cowboys in casinos. Let's be smart about this. Get into a money market. Get a low, solid interest rate on your savings. Look to retirement blueprints to create a strategy for you that can insulate you from the next wolf. And anyone can get a uh, blueprint done here at Retirement Architecture. If you go to retirementarchitecture.com, you can check out all of our podcasts there. You can read a little bit about us, and and you can request a blueprint. Um, And you'll start to, to maybe think about things a little differently. Yeah, and I think we're going to move over the uh, 2019 radio programs. I think we're going to move them someplace onto the site too yeah. so people can go back and listen to some of the things we talked about way before corona. Uh, disposition effect, why people will lose all their money if the markets go down. It's proven. It's psychology. It's one of our shows. Um, so anyhow, I, I want to thank you guys for, yeah, for assembling quick in the podcast it, room. You know, Any as, closing thoughts? As much as this is about money and, and about your future, you know, it, it is also a health concern and condolences to everybody. You're not going to tell me to wash my hands too, yeah. are you? Because I've been says, please wash your hands. I'm going to tell you to wash your hands. Oh God, I feel like I wash my hands every five minutes. But, and of course, I just cough in the Yeah, thanks. So this room just here. turned orange with Josh's mm-hmm. Corona cough. Uh, Danielle, any closing call, uh, thoughts, comments, you know, advice? You want to give advice to your clients? You got some pretty big clients out there. What do you tell them to do? What do I tell them to do? My clients some are pretty comfortable Some things really right should be now. on video. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we all have you, that you actually, same thought. You just had the right answer. Yeah, that's the right answer. <laughs> My clients aren't concerned They're right not. now. They're not. You just said it They're perfectly. They're living their best life right your, now. Your favorite client, who happens to be one of mine as well, yeah. She just said to you, you asked her, hey, how about dinner? She said, what? Oh. I'm hungry every day. I'm hungry every day. I'm hungry every day. <laughs> yes. Before that, she would have been sitting home watching these these news channels and, and scared to death. So you did a great job with the help of Josh, Brian, and the rest of the team here at Retirement Architecture. Guys, we're doing the right thing. We're helping a lot of people. This program, we're timely. We're right. Folks, stop fighting it. Greed is bad. Go watch Wall Street. Greed is not good. Greed is bad. And at the end of the day, you can balance yourself out. You can still be comfortable. You can still have some exposure. But you need a blueprint that tells you how and how much. Go to retirementarchitecture.com. Ask for a blueprint. There's no charge. It's a very interesting process that I think everyone uh, will enjoy. I know the clients really do enjoy. We get some really great accolades coming back from us. So I'm going to end the show again with uh, this tune from the beginning. Again, this is uh, 
Passenger, the boy who cried wolf. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. But I know I'll only ever be the boy who cried. Oh, I am the boy who cried.